Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, as we're wrapping up the final weeks of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, in light of some of the high-profile earnings misses during the past week, we'll look at the stock price reaction to positive and negative earnings surprises reported by S&P 500 companies. Second, we'll look at how many companies in the S&P 500 are discussing supply chain on earnings calls for the first quarter. But first, let's provide an update for the first quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, the number of S&P 500 companies that are beating EPS estimates for the first quarter is equal to the average, but the magnitude of the surprises is below average. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today relative to the end of the quarter. However, the S&P 500 is reporting single-digit earnings growth for the first time since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters, can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. Overall, 95% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the first quarter to date. Of these companies, 77% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is equal to the five-year average of 77%. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 4.7% above estimates, which is well below the five-year average of 8.9%. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today relative to the end of the quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the first quarter is 9.1% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 4.6% at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st. As a reminder, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the healthcare, information technology, and financial sectors, partially offset by a negative surprise reported by a company in the consumer discretionary sector, have been the largest contributors to the improvement in the earnings growth rate for the index since the end of the quarter. If 9.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the first quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.1%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, in the military conflict in Ukraine. We'll talk more about comments on supply chains in the second half of the podcast. Nine of the 11 sectors are reporting or have reported year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 268%, the material sector at 42%, and the industrial sector at 34%. On the other hand, two sectors are reporting year-over-year decline in earnings, consumer discretionary at negative 33%, and financials at negative 20%. The blended net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the first quarter is 12.3%, which is above the five-year average of 11.2%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 12.8%, and below the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.4%. 
If 12.3% is the actual net profit margin for the quarter, it will mark the third straight quarter in which the net profit margin for the index has declined. On the other hand, it will also mark the fifth highest net profit margin reported by the index since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 4.1% in the second quarter, 10.1% in the third quarter, and 9.8% in the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are calling for growth of 10%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 16.4, which is below the 5-year average of 18.6 and below the 10-year average of 16.9. It is also below the forward P.E. ratio of 19.4, recorded at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st, as prices have decreased while forward earnings estimates have increased over the past several weeks. And during the week, 13 S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. High-profile companies expected to report results during the week include Best Buy, Dollar General, and Dollar Tree. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is the price reactions to earnings surprises reported by S&P 500 companies for the first quarter. As we previously noted, 95% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported earnings for the first quarter. Of these companies, 77% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate, which is equal to the five-year average of 77%. In aggregate, earnings have exceeded estimates by 4.7%, which is below the five-year average of 8.9%. Given this performance relative to analyst expectations, how has the market responded to positive and negative EPS surprises reported by S&P 500 companies during the first quarter earnings season? Well, to date, S&P 500 companies have reported a positive EPS surprise have seen a negative price reaction on average. Companies that have reported positive earnings surprises for the first quarter have seen an average price decrease of 0.5% two days before the earnings release through two days after the earnings release. This percentage decrease is well below the five-year average price increase of 0.8% during this same window for companies reporting positive earnings surprises. In fact, if this is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the largest average negative price reaction to positive EPS surprises reported by S&P 500 companies for a quarter since the second quarter of 2011. One example of a company that reported a positive EPS surprise in Q1 but witnessed a negative stock price reaction is Netflix. On April 19th, the company reported actual EPS of $3.53 for Q1, which was well above the mean EPS estimate of $2.90. However, from April 15th to April 21st, the stock price for Netflix decreased by 36%. In addition, S&P 500 companies that have reported negative EPS surprises have seen a much larger negative price reaction than average. Companies that have reported negative earnings surprises for the first quarter have seen an average price decrease of 5.4% two days before the earnings release through two days after the earnings release. This percentage decrease is much larger than the five-year average price decrease of 2.3%, during this same window for companies reporting negative earnings surprises. In fact, if this is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the largest average negative price reaction to negative EPS surprises reported by S&P 500 companies for a quarter since the second quarter of 2011. One example of a company that reported a negative surprise in Q1 and saw a substantial negative stock price reaction is Under Armour. On May 6th, the company reported a loss of a penny for the first quarter, which was well below the mean EPS estimate of a profit of $0.04. Cents. From May 4th to May 10th, the stock price for Under Armour decreased by 33.5%. So why is the market not rewarding positive EPS surprises and punishing negative EPS surprises more than average? 
Well, one factor may be the companies are beating EPS estimates for the first quarter by a smaller margin than average compared to recent quarters. The earnings surprise percentage of 4.7% for Q1 is below both the five-year average of 8.9% and below the 10-year average of 6.5%. If 4.7% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the lowest earnings surprise percentage reported by the index since the first quarter of 2020 at 1.1%. Perhaps the market expected S&P 500 companies to report positive earnings surprises by similar margins as recent quarters. Another factor may be that companies and analysts have been more negative in their outlooks and estimate revisions for the second quarter relative to recent quarters. In terms of earnings guidance from corporations, 70% of the S&P 500 companies that have issued EPS guidance for Q2 have issued negative guidance. This percentage is above the 5-year average of 60% and above the 10-year average of 67%. In terms of revisions to EPS estimates, industry analysts have cut EPS estimates for S&P 500 companies for the second quarter by 1% in aggregate since March 31st. While this decline is smaller than average, it also marks just the second time in the past eight quarters in which analysts have lowered earnings estimates in aggregate rather than increased earnings estimates in aggregate during a quarter. Perhaps the market is responding more to the earnings outlook for the current quarter rather than the earnings performance of the prior quarter. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is commentary on supply chains during earnings calls for S&P 500 companies for the first quarter. During each corporate earnings season, companies often comment on subjects that had an impact on their business in a given quarter or may have an impact on their business in future quarters. Given the concerns in the market about supply chain disruptions, did more S&P 500 companies than normal comment on supply chains during their earnings conference calls for the first quarter? The answer is yes. FactSat Document Search, which allows users to search for keywords or phrases across multiple document types, was used to answer this question. Through Document Search, FactSat searched for the term supply chain in the conference call transcripts of all the S&P 500 companies that conducted earnings conference calls from March 15th through May 19th. Of these companies, 338 cited the term supply chain during their earnings calls for the first quarter, which is well above the five-year average of 199. In fact, this is the third highest number of S&P 500 companies citing supply chain on earnings calls going back to at least 2010, using current index constituents, and going back in time. The current record is 363, which occurred in the third quarter of 2021. In addition, the first quarter also marked the second highest percentage of S&P 500 companies citing supply chain on quarterly earnings calls going back to at least 2010 at 73%, or 338 out of 460. At the sector level, the industrial sector at 62 and the information technology sector at 48 have the highest number of companies that cited supply chain on earnings calls for the first quarter. On the other hand, the material sector at 93% and the industrial sector at 91% have the highest percentages of companies that cited supply chain on their Q1 earnings calls during this period. Given the high number of S&P 500 companies that have cited supply chain on Q1 earnings calls, have net profit margin expectations for the S&P 500 for the second quarter and for all of 2022 been revised? Will the current net profit margin estimate of 12.5% for the second quarter is below the estimate of 12.7% on March 31st, while the current net profit margin estimate of 12.6% for 2022 is also below the estimate of 12.7% back on March 31st? This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com 
and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. (music) 